Hello and welcome to UL Hospitals Pod, a new podcast from UL Hospitals Group. I'm your host, Keith Waterson. UL Hospitals Group is the public hospital system in the Midwest of Ireland. Six hospital sites providing health care for 400,000 people across counties Limerick, Clare and Tipperary. UL Hospitals Pod is a doorway into those hospitals. If you're attending the hospitals, you'll learn more about the staff you meet there. And if you're one of the 5,000 or so people who work in the group, you'll find out about what your colleagues are up to in other specialties and disciplines. We'll be having conversations with everyone from consultant surgeons to catering and hygiene personnel, from nurses to admin staff and volunteers, and from senior managers to lab scientists to paint a picture of how this diverse, multi-talented team works individually and together towards good health and better treatment outcomes for everyone. Before getting into today's episode, if you're interested in or affected by any of the issues we discuss, or if you just want to leave your feedback, go to the UL Hospitals account on Twitter, that's at UL Hospitals, and leave a comment or drop us a direct message. For the first episode of the UL Hospitals pod, We've come to the front door of the largest hospital in the Midwest region, University Hospital Limerick, or UHL for short. There's at least one thing UHL has in common with all other hospitals in the country, and probably the world. No one enjoys coming to hospital for an appointment. Hospitals are large, busy, bustling hives of activity, and coming here for an appointment can be quite daunting. In UL Hospitals Group, there is a service that aims to improve this experience, and I've come here to the reception of UHL to find a man who's going to tell me all about it. In fact, I can see him now, seated in the reception, discreetly watching patients and staff come and go, looking out for patients or visitors who might be in need of his help. He wears a distinctive red high-vis jacket on top of his neatly pressed suit. His name is Brian Kelly, and his red jacket is the uniform that's worn by volunteers of the Patient Advocacy Liaison Service. These volunteers are known by the service acronym PALS, or PALS, and it's volunteers like Brian who will indeed be your PALS during a hospital visit. They will direct you if you don't know where to go reassure you, even accompany you if you're nervous, and generally be your advocate and guide if you're a little overwhelmed by the experience. UL Hospitals Group is currently looking for more volunteers for the service, but more of that later. First, here's Brian explaining how PALS volunteers work with patients simply by reaching out, chatting and listening. Basically, when people come to the hospital, they know where the hospital is, they've checked that out, and they come in that front door there, and then, oh, where do I go now? Now, there's lots of signs around, and they get mixed up. Some people are a bit more, they're infirm to the point where they might be using a frame, and the important thing, of course, is that if you meet them, and show courtesy and respect to them, and uh, speak with them as you're walking, and bring them where they have to go, that's a big help in the sense that it's a worry for, when they come in the door, they know they're in the hospital, but where they're going next. That's a, a worry on some people. So somebody go over and you say, can I help you to find where you're going? Or would you please? 
in the group's smaller hospitals, the PALS volunteers are no less appreciated by patients, particularly by older people who may be attending for an appointment by themselves. Virginia O'Dowd, a retired teacher and former public representative, is a PALS volunteer at Nina Hospital. She says volunteers can be a great comfort to those who feel that distinctive blend of nervousness and disorientation when they come to a hospital for an appointment. I know from visiting hospitals myself that it, it can be quite a daunting and disorientating experience. And I often thought having somebody there to meet and greet, just to give a friendly smile, to help if needed, would be a very nice intervention. So I applied to become a volunteer. I was called for an interview and I was successful and I've never looked back. Volunteering is only one aspect of this service. The patient advocacy liaison service is run by a team of seven full-time staff. Liz O'Leary is a service manager based in UHL and she explains how volunteering is part of the overall PALS mission to improve the patient experience in UL Hospitals Group. The service itself was established back in 2017 um, and it has grown now to a, a team of seven. We cover the UHL site and our outlying hospitals as well. We act as a point of contact really between patients and their families and the hospital we advise patients or their families to first communicate their concerns with the person in charge of the ward. But if they feel their concerns haven't been addressed or would like the support of an advocate, they can then contact ourselves in the PALS office. The PALS team, we also work on initiatives and ways to improve the patient experience by listening and responding to what matters to our patients. Our CEO, Professor Colette Cowan, is extremely focused on improving our patients' experience as they journey through our hospitals. And we're very fortunate to have developed a volunteer service in our hospital, and they are an integral member of our hospital community. In UHL, the largest hospital in the Midwest region, PALS volunteers has become increasingly important at a time when hospital services are expanding. The UHL site is huge, and Brian Kelly certainly gets his steps in during an average volunteering shift at the hospital. But regardless of the amount of walking and chatting that's part and parcel of the volunteering role, Brian's main focus is on listening and being directed by the needs of patients. I do about four and a half to five miles. I don't notice it. You know, when I'm walking with uh, somebody who's going to be at a visitor or somebody coming into an outpatient section, I'm talking to them as I go down. And I open it, it's a lovely day out today. And, you know, you keep your ears wide open and not too much of the mouth. Let them talk and be a good listener and be courteous, you know, and caring in you for the time you're with them. That's, impo that's important. You're giving your time to people who generally need it. Just so, I mean, somebody comes to the door there and they want to know where Dr. Ryan's office is. We'll just say that. And you know where it is. And you assure them, I'll bring you down there. And I always say to people when they're coming in, I won't leave you until you get to the right place because they come in with different names. Uh, I'm here for, uh, I don't know, is it my heart now or what? Although I had a heart problem. Let them talk away, like, you know. Is it, uh, is it, uh, I know some of the names and I mentioned some of the names. And, oh yes, that's one, yeah. I'll yeah. bring it on there. Make little of it, it's not a problem for you. It's much easier for you to be accommodating them in any way. And you get people as well that <laughs> they'll say to you, uh, are you okay, sir, can I take? If I was all right, I wouldn't be in a hospital, would I? 
Now, what you do there is don't confront, just tell them what you're doing. And if they come back and say, okay, you can take me down, and you do it, but it's not confrontational. Anybody that comes to this hospital here should have a good experience under the circumstances in which they're coming here. Hard, but you can make a difference as a person in dealing with them. People like Brian Kelly and Virginia O'Dowd are typical of many who volunteer for service with PALS. Liz Barry is a colleague of Liz O'Leary's on the PALS management team and she emphasises how central the volunteers are to the overall PALS service. Our PALS volunteers are an integral part of our service. They greatly enhance the experience of everyone, the patients and the visitors, many of whom are very glad to see just a friendly face greeting them at the door and guiding them to their appointments. They are people who are professional and have, and have confidence, uh, that have a very positive attitude. Um, so they are a huge importance. We really miss them during COVID and a lot of our patients that were visiting the hospital missed them as well from the wayfinder aspect of getting to their appointments on time and linking in with them. We have such a wide variety of um, individuals that have uh, joined our, pa our PALS volunteers team. Uh, they're from all ages, from 18 to, to the retired age. Um, they are from all backgrounds. And it is very important that we give a very good, reassuring first impression and friendly welcome um, to be the ambassador for our um, hospital group. PALS volunteer Virginia O'Dowd talks about the sense of fulfilment that she gets from volunteering at Nina Hospital. For Virginia, it's all about helping people who need it most, using the most basic of human communication skills. Well, I would say it is a very enriching experience to uh, act as a PAL. And it's very important to have volunteers there for patients who look as if they need a helping hand or a kind word when they arrive at the hospital appointment, which can be disorientating and frightening. And I think every, a lot of people were able to do this. We don't need huge training to be able to show a friendly smile, ask if you can help, chat and put patients at ease. All these are very reassuring and simple things that makes such a huge difference to the hospital experience. Even the smallest act of kindness and support is very significant. Brian Kelly recalls one encounter with the patient in UHL, which for him sums up the importance of volunteering, as well as illustrating what it is about volunteering that gives him such personal satisfaction. There was one man here uh, many years ago, and uh, his name was it wasn't Tom, but I'm using Tom as his name. And uh, he said to me, would you, would you take me to this place? And I brought him down and I walked slowly with him. He was quite infirmed and whatever. So we sat on the, the seat below on the outpatients. And uh, I said, the nurse will be out now and she'll have your letter and I'll hand her the letter. And he said, will you stay with me? Of course I will. I said, that's what I'm here for. So uh, when we were leaving, I was saying, goodbye, Tom. And he was saying, and he, I could see him in the corner of my trying to manoeuvre the frame around to say goodbye to me. They were my wages. When people turn around and say, thanks for staying with me. My God, you know, I mean, that's just gets me a bit like, you know. And uh, I, get, I get a lot out of it because you, you, know, you put so much into it, you get an awful lot out of it. This holds equally true for Virginia O'Dowd, who volunteers one morning a week at Nina Hospital. For Virginia, the payback, in personal terms, is almost immeasurable. So, you know, 
it's one morning a week. Most people, if they have time on hand, they could easily give one morning a week. I get a lot more out of it than can be actually measured. I love interacting with people. I like giving them a hand where possible. I always come home feeling richer and more appreciative of my own health. But it also gives me a great sense of pride in Nina Hospital and its services to the community. Brian's and Virginia's sense of connection to people and their impulse to help those who need it most aligns precisely with the values of the PALS service and those who manage it. As PALS manager Liz O'Leary explained when I asked her to talk about what she enjoys most about her own role. Gosh, where do I start? It's uh, such a wonderful role that I play um, and I really enjoy my work as a patient advocate. Um, and as I tell the patients I meet that I have the best job in the country, really, because um, I have the pleasure of meeting such lovely people every day, supporting them throughout their hospital experience. Um, it's a challenging job, I have to say, It's as not everyone is happy with the experience, but we endeavour to provide a, a high standard of care. Um, and I really enjoy meeting all these lovely people. So. PELS is now introducing a volunteer team at Croom Orthopaedic Hospital and Liz O'Leary's colleague, Liz Barry, explains how the service will enhance the experience for patients attending and visiting that hospital. Yes, we are delighted and excited with PALS volunteers starting in Croom Hospital. It's going through such a period of expansion that the volunteers will play a huge role as friendly local people who are there to provide support and solace for patients that are in the and relatives that are in Croom Hospital. It has a, a different aspect. Croom is more of a calmer hospital. It's an elective surgery hospital. So we will be looking at the vulnerability of, of patients or elderly and these volunteers will make a huge improvement in their patient's experience. As we've heard, hospital services are expanding and the PALS service has a greater need than ever before for volunteers. And that's why if you have time on your hands and you're aged 18 years or older, the PALS service wants to hear from you. Absolutely, we'd be so delighted to hear from them. There is an email address and it's uhlpals at hse.ie. We need the volunteers in our hospital because they play such a valuable role. They show people the way to their appointments. We call them wayfinders and they are so important to us. We're very, very fortunate to have them um, as part of our team. So if anybody does have any time on their hands, we would be delighted to hear from them, as I say, and they can contact us and we can um, have a chat about the time that they may have available and we can work around their schedule sometimes too, uh, just as long as it works for them and that they're getting benefiting from it. That's really um, what we like to hear back from them as well. So if you do have some free time on your hands and want to contribute to something important, why not consider becoming a PALS volunteer at UHL or Croom Orthopaedic Hospital? As you've heard, the service would love to hear from you, so please do register your interest with a quick email to uhlpals at hse.ie and include your contact details and hours of availability. To bring this first episode of the UL Hospitals pod to a close, let's take our leave of Brian Kelly at the reception in University Hospital Limerick, talking about what he gets from volunteering for PALS. I really love it. 
it gives it's a purpose now and that's meaningful to me and this of course this blessing here if I ever look for, if, if I couldn't get home I'd come in here so <laughs> but really it's a it's a great thing for me to be able to come in here there was one patient who was here a long three months and he was um, from another country and um, I got the the paper that, that circulates in the capital of that country from Meeson's every Wednesday and brought it out to him. Now that's like me getting the third champion to see what's going on, <laughs> you know what I mean. And uh, I came in to him about four times a week and sat with him and uh, it did a lot for me to be honest with you. That's why I did it. Because you're dealing with people. It isn't a piece of paper that you can tear up and try again. But you're dealing with people and trying to communicate with them and they're often, very often under difficult circumstances they need your best and if you give your best and do it in a proper way you'll get the results back to you it's not in money it's, it's not money uh, I, if you're getting something out of it you're doing it good you're doing it good as my mother used to say if you love your work you'll hardly work <laughs> you know. My thanks to all of the PALS team who spoke to us for this episode of the UL Hospitals Pod. Thank you to volunteers Brian Kelly and Virginia O'Dowd for their insights on volunteering and to PALS managers Liz O'Leary and Liz Barry. UL Hospitals Pod was produced and written by me, Keith Waterson, for UL Hospitals Group. Music is by Lost Harmonies. We'll be back soon with more from the healthcare teams and personnel working across the six sites of UL Hospitals Group in the Irish Midwest. Until then, take care.